It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price. Taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price. And thank you for joining me for this week's edition of Taking It On. And our it topic of the week is going to be, or will be, is reincarnation. Now, it seems like, wow, why should we even talk about that? I mean, that has nothing to do with us. Well, in one of my books, Before the Garden, I wrote about the world in which Jesus came. Now, that's important because to understand Christianity, to understand religion in general, to understand spirituality, and they're not always the same, you have got to go back to where it all began. So what was the world like when Jesus began? Because it's that world that is pushing in on the 21st century, and it is that world that will take us into the book of Revelation and eventually out of this world. Right now, we're about midway in that journey. So... When we think about the world that Jesus entered, the world, it was a world of polytheism and pantheon, and pantheon deities. You know, we had the Greek pantheons, we had the, the uh, Egyptian pantheon, we had the, Europe, uh, the Asian pantheon. And so as, we, as he enters the planet, there is no separation, even uh, in the political arena or any arena, arena no separation between spiritual and sacred. When a person actually was born, they were born to the God of the region or who was given credit for having founded that land. Now, that's that's important because as we understand this subject, because oftentimes Christians understand everything from church, church service, worship service, and their pastor. You act as if there's no world outside of that. You know, back in the 70s, we had the whole thing, it's over, Jesus won, that's it, and yet we have a revelation that hasn't happened. That should have flagged somebody. So going back to it, there was no separation. The deities, the spiritual world was open, and it was right. They've been trying to get it back to that since then, and they can't. But Jude said that those angels are under the earth held by chains of darkness. The others are at the four corners of the Euphrates. So But back then, that wasn't the case. And if you don't understand that world, you don't understand why Jesus got off the throne and became flesh. You don't understand why he entered it. We act as if Jesus entered a Christian world. He did not. We act as if the church existed when Jesus appeared. He did not. Jesus came to a kingdom with a political system, with a governmental system, and it was there has nothing to do with the ecclesia as we know it. He was still, at that point, carrying the ecclesia in his being. So he didn't do it. So that's a mind shift. I want you to do me a favor right now and say, I'm going to make this mind shift. Because when you hear those stories preached, which is why you don't think the Bible is relevant, when you hear those stories preached, you assume You just assume it's all about the church. Christianity did not exist. And when Jesus preached, he preached to a nation, not congregations. When he gave those parables, it was to a nation. The first apostles were summoned to a nation, 
not congregations. Now, I want you to give some thought to that. Just meditate on that just a little bit because it's going to knock a lot of your theology south. Because now when you take all of these teachings and doctrines and sector that we've had over the centuries out of the church, out of the Christianity, and put it in the kingdom, now you're dealing with Jesus the sovereign and not the savior. So this sovereign became flesh came to the king. See, I know, we're we so caught up in him being a savior, you didn't realize that a sovereign came from another world to rescue this one. He said at the fullness of time. So what was that world like? Again, there was literally no law against spirituality, anything goes, this whole, all of these things that they want to push on us in this particular era, uh, as far as the culture goes, homosexuality, uh, adultery, immorality, idolatry, pharmakia, sorcery, witchcraft, wizardry, all of that was the climate in which Jesus came with the original cast of characters. See, think about it. The original, those that are under, under the ground right now, chained in, the, what's running this right now are the children of the flesh. That's why God calls witchcraft a work of the flesh. He no longer calls it what he called it in the Old Testament. Because then it was real. When Jesus says, I, I, I came back and I, I have the keys of hell, death, and the grave, and all of that stuff, he's telling you, I shut the door. He shut the gate. And so when you're talking about all of the things that, we, that Jesus did in and, and, and that three and a half years, I'm surprised that he got so much done in just three and a half years. But he came to change the Godhood and the godness of the world. He came to change the gods of the world. That's what B.C. and A.D. means. You know, people, you know, now down today, it's just like, okay. But B.C. meant before Christ, when devils ran free. A.D. is after his death, or the year of his death, where devils have to bow to him. Now, Christians don't know that. That's why you're still out there searching other religions and trying to figure out all of that. But I needed you to understand the world in which Jesus Christ came, where it was serious. And there was no difference between your neighbor in the flesh and your neighbor in the spirit. No difference whatsoever. They were all there, and it was an exchange that never ended. It, there was brutality. There was bestiality or bestiality. There were all kinds of, of repugnant acts, worships, and rituals. Murder was free reign, and that was the highest prize. The, the highest elevation was that you murdered someone. Sounds like, like today. But this is not the original cast of characters. These are the, the next descendants thereof. And so when we start thinking about that, there were a whole lot of things. Each deity had a ritual. Each deity had a doctrine. Each deity had a worship form. Each deity had some principles and sacrifices. Each deity had their own. And they had their own because they were fallen angels. And thus, as fallen angels, they had their own personality. Today, we try to tell you those personas don't exist, but they exist, you know? They know God. Jesus come walking and what, what pigs go crazy calling him, why are you here? So each one had it. In the Eastern Quadrant, and I think all of them, because I've studied it from the Egyptians, I've studied it from the uh, Philistines, you know, all of those ancient cultures. I've studied this, and I realized that most of them had it, but right now the, pop the, the most popular thing, because people couldn't deal with death, 
They came up with reincarnation. People couldn't deal with death. You mean to tell me my mama's not coming back? I'm never going to see my husband again? Very difficult. So they came up with that, and, and their answers to it was also fed to them by the deities that controlled their regions. And so they told them, you know, don't worry about it. They're going to come back. And today we have a form of that. We have kind of a, a, a little bit of a sloppy form of that in our saying, don't worry about them. We'll see them again. You don't know that you will. And the way to see people again, most folk don't like. That's where we are. So let's talk about reincarnation a little bit. Now, I, um, I have my trusty little phone, and I want to read it because I don't need you to just take my word for it. And you can look it up yourself. And I'm concerned about this because God is concerned. And God is concerned because Christians are buying into so much of this stuff that, that he already got on the cross for. Many people don't know Jesus got on the cross to destroy the gods that were ruling the planet and ruining his creation. That's why he, he got on the cross. He had to go to hell because that's where Satan lived. He had to take the battle from heaven to earth, earth to hell. So that's real. Now, those are other teachings that we'll get into much more finitely later on. But let's look at this. This is one little site that I, I thought it was very interesting. And it's called Fandom. And it's talking about, you know, reincarnation. And this fight is both, this particular site is boasting all of the books, movies, um, literature, games, and comics that they have pushed reincarnation in, unbeknownst to the American people, unbeknownst to most of the people who are doing it. Can you imagine that? All of, and, it, and it gives you a list. So if you want to do it, go check the fandom.com. It's, it's kind of a light one, but you should do it. And it says, I, su I suspect that we'll continue to die and be reborn until we finally get our life right. I do not know what we have to do to bring that about, though, and therein lies the frustration. Name this one on, uh, on some site uh, about torment. So what is it? What is it that they're talking about here? They're saying... Let's go to the next one. This is rebirth in Buddhism. Rebirth in Buddhism refers to its teaching that the actions of a person lead to a new existence after death. In endless cycles called samsara, this cycle is considered to be dukkha, unsatisfactory and painful. The cycle stops only if liberation is achieved by insight and extinguishing of desire. Hmm. The rebirth doctrine in Buddha, sometimes referred to as reincarnation or meta, uh, metaphysicosis, asserts that rebirth does not necessarily take place as another human being, but as an existence in one of the six realms. Okay, the six realms of rebirth include Deva, heavenly, Asura, demigod, Menusa, uh, human, uh, Tyriac, animals, Preta, ghosts, and then the last one is resident of hell. Now this is... We're chasing this, you know? You're chasing all of this stuff not knowing what it means. See, one of the things that I never did in God is I never jumped on board anything until I researched it. And so it says, the rebirth doctrine has been a subject of scholarly studies within Buddhism since ancient times, particularly in reconciling the rebirth doctrine with its no-self, no-soul doctrine. Hmm. The Buddhist traditions have dis disagreed on what it is in a person that is reborn as well as how quickly the rebirth occurs after death. Now, this is very long, so I'm going to go to the next one I have because I think it's important. 
This is, I think it's the Wikipedia. I like the Wikipedia people, not because they're always correct, but they do give you a jump off point. And so I wanted to get the very first one did. We did, here it is. Reincarnation is the philosophical or religious concept that an aspect of a living being starts a new life in a different physical body or form after each biological death. It is also called rebirth or transmigration and is a part of the samsara doctrine of psycho, uh, cyclic existence. It is the, a center tenet of all major Indian religions, namely Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism, and Sikhism. The idea of reincarnation is found in many cultures. Now, and it names the cultures that some of us have been, been through. But here's the idea. Reincarnation is the concept that the soul after biological death, begins a new life in a new body. Synonyms include past lives and rebirths from Buddhism. Now, why did I go there? Why did I say that? Because how many shows have you heard about I must have done something wrong in past life? You didn't know Buddhism was being pushed, but we can't push Christianity. How many times you say, oh, wow, good karma, bad karma. Can't, you can, we can push that, but we can't push the righteousness of God. See, the, this is a real big swill. And we have bought into it, and we bought into it because of poor Christian teaching, limited Bible revelation and discovery. Not a lot of people cracked it open for us. So I wrote about this in my dictionary, because I have, and it's, it's long, so I'll just give you the short version. In my dictionary, for those of you who have it, because a lot of people do, it's been over 100,000. So 1200, item 1241, reincarnation, a new age thought springing from the combination of ancient Eastern mysticism and necromancy. Reincarnation, as the word evidences, means back or return into flesh. It espouses that people, when they die, can come back to earth in another form. The Latin root of the word means taking on new flesh. Reincarnation is the takeover of the soul of a new body at death. The body sees may be of a higher or lower life form. Same as soul migration. The creator's problem with the myth is its biophysiological impossibility. For example, it teaches that people may come back in the form of an animal, an inanimate object, or even a person to resume their life on earth on another plane. The doctrine contends that the soul retains, better yet, gains special rights after death. Now, you can go on, but I want to read the last piece of it, and, and you can get this for yourself. Reincarnation could work a thousand years ago. It could make perfect sense. It really could. Thousand years ago, we didn't have science. Thousand years ago, you didn't know that the, uh, the that Genesis was really true. That every seed comes forth with its own seed within itself, uh, again with its seed within itself. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. You didn't know what the sperm consists of. We didn't know about DNA. We didn't even. They didn't even know other than looking at or whatever when they killed people and looked into their bodies. They didn't know how babies were born. So now let's take the re. Back in flesh. Back in flesh. That's what it says. Scientifically. Now, I know we are, we're religious people aren't supposed to be scientific, but I'm going to be. Scientifically, it cannot happen. And it can't be right because it's about the soul. Every seed within its own self has its own soul. Every seed has its own soul. So, now we've got this, this, this migrating soul just running around creation, 
where they call themselves, they have a, a, a kind of a community on what they call an astral plane. So we've got them sitting up there, and they're just looking around. And and one article says they pick the family they want, they pick the the, the uh, genetic tree they choose, and they decide in one of two ways: they're either going to repossess somebody, jump in somebody, okay, or they're going to, if they don't jump in somebody, they're going to jump in a new baby, a newborn baby. When it's come out, it's going, they're just going to put their spirit in. Now, the baby already has a soul. So what's, what happens to that child's soul when they jump in? Just, just think about it. So, and then they're also going to, so if they don't come through the sperm, then it's going to be a possession of an older person or the theft of a newborn. Now, I understand folk who don't know Jesus Christ and you don't know salvation, you don't have the Bible. I understand how it got started as people really worried and fretted and were found themselves inconsolable over the death of loved ones. I understand that 100%. Maybe a thousand or so years ago, that was, that was possible. You could sell that. But it, it cracks me up when I see physicians who are Buddhists. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute who believe in this kind of stuff, or either they pick and choose. Um, but today, in order for you to come back in flesh, if that's a possibility, you have got to bump out the soul that's in the flesh you're coming in. And you got to bump, bump out the spirit. Think about that. Now, that's the first thing. Secondly, the Bible says it's a counter to man wants to die because you, a, a mature soul cannot push itself into a little kid, into a little baby. Now, I don't care how big it is. That's just not going to happen because that kid has a DNA. That kid has a genetic tree. They also have a destiny. So you've got, I'm going to finish off my destiny in your life. Physiologically, biologically. Now, they said it's a biological event. If it's a biological event, it has to conform to the laws of science and physics and reproduction. So that's the next thing. And then let's just get the last, the last piece of it, and that is you can, you can say all you want, but God does not allow human souls to run around the planet. He just doesn't. He sends angels for him if they're his and devils for him if they're not. Now, Dr. Price, I'm not sure I agree because, you know, when you're when you facing off with other religions and facing off with all of these ancient things that people have been believing just because it sounded good and felt good and nobody thought it out, you know, folk get hot. But I'm going to take you to a piece of scripture. Uh, you don't always have some. I stay in the word of God because I found out that all the answers that I wanted were there. So let's go to Jude. Book of Jude. I, I really want us to read this one. Jude, Jesus' brother, I'm thinking that's pretty good. Jude, Jesus' brother, he's going to pretty much have the answers to the afterlife. I think that as they were growing up, they had a lot of stories, but their elder brother shared a lot about his word. So Jude and James both made it into the Bible. Two of his brothers. I'm thinking their stories were not just about the Holy Spirit and them getting saved, but it was all of those nighttime things that Jesus would have said as they were all gone to sleep. And then also Jude 9. Yet Michael, the archangel, 
when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Okay, so Moses, the great man of God, is dead. His soul is up for grabs. His soul is up for grabs because he died. And he died as a, as a judgment on Meribah. So what happens when he dies? Because everybody go to hell. Jo Michael comes to get G Moses, and there's Satan. Like, this is mine. Because all people who died then went to hell, everybody. That's why God went through the trouble telling us about Enoch and Elijah. Now, I'm going to show you this, if I can squeeze it in under the wire, because I know my time is wrapping up. So, But I'm going to show you this in another area, which is going to be very startling for all of those people to say, well, we don't do it. And, and, and this is powerful. Acts 32. Okay. Now he's Peter. The Holy Ghost has come. I mean, the Spirit of God has come. People are talking in tongues, baptized. It's wonderful. And it's great. And here's what he says. He says, um, David, Psalm 16 is quoted. And he said, David, therefore being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul, <coughs> that his soul was not left in hell. Jesus went to hell? Do you know how many Christians don't know Jesus had to go to hell because God put sin on him? God put sin on his own son, his first begotten son, and at that time, his only begotten son, and he still went to hell. Now, Jesus knew he came to go to hell. He came to go to hell. He said, you know, for this cause, I was, I was brought to the earth. This is why I was born. And he had to go to hell because he had a whole place, a whole cache of covenant people in hell who died believing that he would come and get them one day. So here we have Old Testament Michael fighting with Satan over Moses' soul. Because it said God buried his body. So what could they be fighting over? So that's the first thing. And then we go here and see our beloved Savior had to go to hell. You know, I listen to a lot of preachers that say, no, a loving God's not going to send you to hell. Baby, let me tell you something. If he sent his son, everybody else better watch out. And so when we think about reincarnation, and that's how, that's what it is. Everybody goes to hell. The human soul is not given free course to run around the universe. Demons, yes. Devils, yes. Humans, no. Because humans are in subjection to them. According to God, their humans are the lowest on the strata, other than animals. In the spiritual realm, humans are the lowest. Hebrews 2.14, who for all their lifetime were held in bondage for fear of death. It's important that we get it right. I like doing this with the Bible because people have given it up and they don't like it. They've given up on the Bible. They've given up on Jesus. And they think all of these other things are it. Are you kidding me? You have got to be kidding me. These same spirits that we're chasing today will go all the way back to Genesis. They go all the way back to Exodus. If you read Exodus 12, 12, you're going to see that the, the plagues that God did, and if you look at it, you'll see that the reason God took down Egypt was because of Exodus 12, 12. He said, because of all the gods of Egypt, I am working my plagues, and I'm sending my judgments. 
That's, that's there. The, the issue with your restlessness in Christianity is because you have rested in the era of men, doctrines of devils, and seducing spirits. That's the issue. It's not a hard one. You've, just been, you've been laying in the wrong doctrine. Because when God talked to me, and I started reading this, and as you can see, I read it and I ate it. Because if you want to be saved, you got to eat this thing. You can't just scan it, gloss over it, pick a cherry pick what you like. You've got to dig into it. But if you're going to talk about, well, I'm going to believe in reincarnation, you need to go back to your science, O-O-O class. It is an impossibility because that's so. Now, you could take, they could take possession if the family tree is predisposed to it. Yep, they can do that. But they aren't human. Those are devils. Humans are in the grave. They're asleep. Luke 16 tells you the story. I don't have time to go over it with you right now. But they're in the, they're in the grave. Human souls are shut down. The body goes to the dust. The human soul, with this dead spirit, unless it's saved, is shut down. Humanity cannot float around the invisible, unseeable parts of creation. Now, Satan needs you to do it because he also needs you to believe his lie so that you'll let him in. And he can, you know, set up housekeeping in your life and in your soul. But understand, it's one of the biggest cons and shams. Jesus said he came at the end of time for a reason. He said he came to cast out the God of this world. He said he came to remove the princes of this world. He was very specific about his commission. And while we don't particularly understand it because folk don't like the story, or either they don't like the surrender, it is what it is. Reincarnation is scientifically and biologically impossible. And since they claim that it's a biological recycling, then we can hold them to the standards of biology. Thank you for listening to the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit drpaulaaprice.com for resources and training materials for how to think differently and live powerfully. Follow Dr. Price on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Dr. Paula Price. See you next time.